Lions, Bengals, and Bears, none of my guys scared. Chase rumbling, any one of them guys there. Wayne Young and he hungry, I pray we patient with him. I pray he leave with some money, I pray he leave with his health. Yeah. Uh, the physical and mental The thing I like about football is that stats kill opinions This rap shit I licked it I ain't about to knock it This whole summer I was buying oil and went to Prada And I tried being peaceful But my peace was getting bothered So no doubt we got them eagles We go Carson Wentz, Stefani Okay, 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 okay What's going on ladies and gentlemen And welcome to episode 132 of Electrified I'm your host, Eric Lyons I told you guys on Monday That I would be back on Friday for this episode And I'm here, man I'm here, I'm on time This is this is it This is it, man I told you guys I'm back to electrifying the people Twice a week Two times a week You're getting electrified to A double dose of the boy Um I really, really, really hope you guys had a great week. I hope you guys had a good, safe week. And, uh, you know, whether it was work or school, I hope you guys pushed through whatever you had this week. And you got to it, man. I hope you got to it. I hope you got busy. And I'm glad that you made it here to hear me, man. I really am. I would like to say happy Women's History Month. On Monday, we will we will be celebrating International Women's Day. And for the second time, I will be dedicating an entire... Uh, well, last year, it was only portion of the episode. Uh, because I think I'd covered... What fight was it? It was a, it was a badass UFC fight uh, that I covered. I talked about. Then I got into a little bit of the, uh, you know women's history. But... This this year I'm dedicating an entire episode to it. So Monday we'll be celebrating International Women's Day. Um, so yeah, I'm excited about that, man. So happy Women's History Month once again. Uh, staying on that tonight, we have for the first time ever an all women's boxing pay per view card, um, and that's where we will get started tonight. Uh, today, excuse me, that's where we will get started. So tonight, the main event. For tonight's uh, super middleweight unific- unification bout, all four title belts are on the line as Clarissa Shields will be taking on Marie Eve DeKire. Here's a description of what you will be seeing tonight if you tune in on Fight TV. It is uh, what, 30 bucks, right? $29.99. Um, streaming tonight. I think everything starts at 8. It's five fights. So here's here's what we got. Uh, March 5th, Superwoman is live on Fight. This boxing event celebrates International Women's Day, and all the fighters are women. The main event will become a part of history. The IBO and WBO champion Clarissa Shields faces off IBF super middleweight champion Marie Eve DeKire. The winner will take all WBC, WBO, IBF belt, and the WBA super crown. For the first time in the history of the WBA, a super champion belt will be awarded to a female boxer and professional boxing in order to be announced for undisputed champion of a weight class. You need to hold all four major sanctioning organizations, WBA, WBC, IBF and WBO simultaneously in the four belt era. Only seven fighters have been undisputed in one division, including Shields, Katie Taylor, Cecilia. Uh, Brockus, Bernard Hopkins, Jermaine Taylor, Terrence Crawford, and Ole- uh, Alexander Usyk. On March 5th, undefeated three-division world champion Clarissa Shields takes on unbeaten IBF super welterweight champion Marie DeKire in a 154-pound unification bout between number one and number two junior middleweights in the world. On March 5th, 2021, one will lose for the first time. This event 
will be historic for many reasons. For 99 years, this is the first time that a woman will be awarded with WBA Super Crown. Whoever typed this up, they're missing words. They uh, they repeated themselves multiple times. Oh, how unprofessional. Um, if Shields wins, she will be the first boxer to, to become undisputed champion in two weight classes in the four-belt era. Wow. On March 5th, join fight for an event that will be part of world boxing history. Yeah, man. Yeah, so the entire card reads Jamie Mitchell versus... No, you uh, Nomi, what's that? Bo- Bosks? Yeah. Logan Holler versus Shamel Baldwin. Mar- uh, Marlon Esparza versus Shelly Barnett. Then Danielle Perkins versus Monica Harrison. And the main event, Clarissa Shields versus Marie Eve DeKire. So, what we have here tonight is something that, you know, I feel is long overdue. It's a display of the women in boxing. I think it's important that. We highlight this night because just think about, you know, how hard it is in any sport, any any male dominated sport. And then you look at the women's side of it and you just think about all of the scrutiny and, and all of the, you know, hoops and obstacles they went through just to have that from, you know, Title Nine and on. And from the WNBA to women's soccer, we're talking about unequal pay, unequal travel, unequal uh, you know living situations. It's 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 deep, man. It runs deep. It runs deep. So for this card to be presented this way tonight, I'm excited for it. I'm excited for it. I'm I'm, I'm I think I okay. I'm happy it's happening, but I'm happy. I'm I'm a little sad it's happening on this small of a stage. I wish a Showtime, I wish a Triller, I wish a, a DAZN would have put some money up and, and, and brought this to uh, to fruition and put a little more money into this. I do. I do. And I wish it was happening on a Saturday night. But tomorrow night we got UFC, so I'm glad it's happening tonight because it's all eyes on them tonight. But I, I just think that I wish a major would have picked this up. Man, Fight TV is cool. But damn, you know, damn, maybe even like a ESPN for free, you know, I, I just wish it was displayed a little, you know, and promoted a little better than it is. But this is this is big. No matter how you look at it, it it's, it's huge. Um, if you don't know who Clarissa Shields is, man, let me let me give you a little bit about her. If you don't, if you don't know. Who Clarissa Shields is, man. Let me let me tell you about hold on, hold on, pause. Dude, we just talked about Clarissa Shields. Cause look at this. This is the uh what episode was this? Episode 120. Yeah, I just talked about Clarissa Shields not too long ago, man, because um this was when she was talking about doing the uh the MMA and stuff like that, and I told you guys who she was. Uh, yeah, so yeah, so listen to this Listen to this Just, you know, I'm gonna refresh you guys If you don't know who Clarissa Shields is She's 10-0, two KOs Olympic gold medalist, three division champion Former undisputed middleweight champion Former uh, unified super middleweight champion Current 
unified super welterweight champion the wbc and wbo she's only 25 and she's from flint michigan at that time she had no pay-per-view appearances tonight she makes her pay-per-view debut she's number one pound for pound woman in the sport first fighter in history not in women's boxing and boxing period to become a three division world champion um, in her last fight she only made three hundred thousand dollars Deontay Wilder made $4 million in his first fight with Fury and $6 million in pay-per-view sales. Amanda Nunes, she fights tomorrow, by the way. I'm very excited. I didn't even know she was on the card tomorrow. First of all, I had no idea that that UFC 259 was card was that stacked. I was, in, I was at work earlier this uh, It was yesterday, Wednesday. I was at work Wednesday. And first of all, I got—I don't know if I told you guys this, but I got a new job. I work at Planet Fitness. I'm excited about that. But I'm at, I'm at work. I'm looking at the TVs, and I saw Amanda Nunes. I'm like, what is she doing? Is she fighting this weekend? And come to find out, she is. So I'm excited about that. But Amanda Nunes, a goat in her arena, made 500K and 450K in her bouts in 2019. Uh, you know, imagine the ring. And then, they, you know, like they talked about that. It talked about that, uh, you know, these two going up against each other, you know, a match in the ring and then one in the octagon, uh, you know, that would be worth millions. I think people would pay to see that, definitely. Would definitely pay to see that. Uh, then you look, you look at their net worths, you know, new names worth $5 million, Shields worth $3 million. And I talked about, you know, the differences between how women in MMA are marketed and uh, how women in boxing are marketed. It's, you know, two different things and... It's you know it's it's different you know Dana White you say what you want about him he does he does a good job with the women in his in his sport in UFC but I say all this to say man this is big for Clarissa Shields tonight as well and I I can't wait to see what the purse is looking like the the payday is looking like I hope it's I hope it's good I hope it's plentiful because she definitely deserves it one hundred percent. And all of the women on this card deserve this spotlight once again. And I'm very excited to see it. So let's get to the main event. Let's get to the main event, man. Uh, so the tail of the tape, we've got Clarissa Shields. She's 10-0, two knockouts, 25 years old, stands at 5'8", 6-inch reach. And she's orthodox. And you look at the flip side of that, at uh, Dakaya, she's 17-0, 34 years old, 5'7", southpaw. And uh, you know, both both titles, you know, all the belts are on the line, man. It's a unification, undisputed title match. And you already know. I'm I'm rolling with Clarissa. I don't know much about her opponent. I I, I do some, you know, a little bit of film research on her today before the fight, but I, I don't really know much about her, but I have watched most of Clar um Clarissa Shields fights and I know the style she can box, man. She can box. She can box. She has power. Powerful punches. Powerful punches. They're stiff, too. They're stiff. So, I'm rolling with Clarissa Shields tonight. I'm excited about this fight. It's going to be a good one, man. It's going to be a good one. If you can't tune in, you already know. I'll keep you guys posted. But, uh, yeah, man. Tonight on Fight TV, all women's pay-per-view card. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Let's see. Where we going next, man? Where we going next? Let's go to the field, man. Let's talk about this Deshaun Watson and Russell Wilson situation. Because these guys, I, it looks like, I know one of them for sure wants out. But the other one, I don't know, man. Could the, could the, could the marriage in Seattle be ending? Let's see. Let's, let's talk about it. So, we, we've talked about Deshaun Watson's situation a couple times. 
before, but you know now it's just we're we're just waiting to see what happens. And as of right now, it doesn't look like anything is happening. And we really haven't heard from him. I think the closest thing that we've heard from him so far uh, came yesterday from Jalen Ramsey. You know, Jalen Ramsey, they sh- him and Deshaun Watson, they share the same agent. And Jalen says he he's not suiting up for the Texans again, and he's serious. And I think it's a wrap. I really do think it's a wrap. I, I truly believe that. I think I, I told you guys multiple times, man, this man is not happy with his situation. He's not happy with that organization. He's young. And these guys aren't just going to stand around anymore and just take it just because they have to. They don't have to do that anymore. It's a new day. It's a new time, man. These guys, they know their worth. And they know they're, they're, they're smarter. They're way smarter. These football players are not dumb. They are not dumb. They know about the money and they know about the business. And at the end of the day, the football, football is a business. Football is a business. All major pro sports, they are a business at the end of the day. And these owners, these GMs, when it's time for them to do something business related that directly affects the player and, what, and, and, and the food that they put on their table, nobody bats an eye. But when a player, the same thing we talked about the, with the Draymond situation, when a player wants to make a decision that affects the rest of the organization just as the same that the GM does, now is a problem. Now is a problem. The GM. The GM. The one who's not on the field. The one who's not risking their lives day in and day out. The one who's who's not one injury away from the end. The one who's not one injury away from never seeing a mill again. They, they Those are the guys who make the decisions. Those are the guys who live almost, uh, you know, without rules as far as the media goes. Like, <laughs> it's just like. GM's owners, if your name isn't Robert Kraft or Jerry Jones, nobody knows who the hell you are. Think about that. Think about that. Think about your favorite team. I know you probably know your favorite team's GM and owner. That's your favorite team. But I probably, I bet you cannot name the Cardinals GM. I bet you cannot name the, uh, shoot, who else? The Seahawks GM. I bet you can't name uh who else? Name another random team, man. Bet you can't name the Bills GM. These guys aren't the stars, but they make the moves. So when the stars want to make the moves, those are the faces we see on the media. Those are the ones that that get talked about the news cycle week in week out because they want to make a decision. And they have every right to. Every right to. They have every right to, man. And I was talking about this at work. And, you know, my co-worker was talking about how, you, you know, he can't. He said that Deshaun really can't play the victim here because, you know, he signed the deal. And I was like, ah. Uh, yeah, I, I see where you're coming from. I do. I see where you're coming from. But, you know, sure, he signed the four-year deal. But he did that to, sec- you know, he what he did was secure his financial future. Deshaun Watson signed that extension, uh, you know, to secure his financial future. I'm going to tell you what. I'm going to tell you what I think. I truly think 
that Deshaun Watson signed that deal with full intentions of still leaving. I think at that I think he was ready to leave before he signed that deal. I think he was ready to leave, ready to leave. I think what it was is that he did not want to possibly, you know, risk getting hurt in 2020 and not getting a payday because at the end of the day that's still going to be guaranteed money because somebody's going to have to pick up that contract when and if they do trade him correct but if he doesn't get that contract if he you know rolls the dice and say you know what nah i'm gonna wait and play it out god forbid you know he was the terrorist aco or something now he's damaged goods and his stock goes down drastically but what happened was he signs the deal has a hell of a season his stock is up Somebody's going to want him. It's just down to Houston to come on and play ball. Stop playing games and let that man go. He doesn't want to be there. He doesn't want to be there. Why hold him hostage? Why hold him hostage? You're not going to win any games because there's nothing around him anymore. So why hold a talent like that hostage? He's too young to be held hostage like that. And if I'm Deshaun Watson, all right, y'all want to keep me? I'm going to sit my ass right down here, and I'm going to be on an injury report every week. I'm sick. I'm sick. I'm calling. I'm using all my PTO. All my sick time, sick time for 17 weeks of this year because you're not going to make me get out on that field and mess up whatever playing future I have elsewhere. That's not happening. That's not happening. That's not happening. So if I'm Deshaun Watson, I'm definitely pulling the Le'Veon Bell. 100%. 100%, man. Sit out the whole year if you have to. Preserve your youth because at the end of the day, you're just going to preserve your youth. You're still going to have time on your side and fresh legs regardless regardless the game ain't gonna go away from you it's not it's not not at all not at all not at all man free him free that man please free that man let that man go let him go because whether you keep him or you trade him you're not gonna win you're not gonna win so why why waste his talent why do that what is the part? What, what do you gain from that, man? What do you gain from that? What do you gain? Free Deshaun Watson, and wherever he go, I'm getting a jersey, even if it's the 49ers. Even if we, even if it is, I'm still getting a jersey. Y'all know how I feel about them. Period. Because I told y'all, man, that Houston jersey ain't even swaggy enough for me to grab it. So I need, I need Watson to go somewhere with some where I, where I can get some drip. Period, man. I need that. So. From Houston, from the south, we go up to the Pacific Northwest, to the rainy, gloomy state of uh, Washington, almost says state of Seattle. Wow. Could y'all imagine if I said state of Seattle? That would have been nasty. That would have been bad. That would have been bad for business, man. I know Seattle is not a state. It's a city. I know that. I paid attention when I was in school. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But um, so look, man, we're out on the street. Is that Russell Wilson? He's not saying I want out. He like you know I'm I'm not saying I want to see other people. But if I just happen to see other people, these are the people that I would like to see. So you know, apparently there was a list. There's a list floating around of a couple teams. I think I saw Chicago. I think I saw Dallas. There's a couple teams that you know he. He's flirting. He's flirting with on the low. He got a couple sides. You know what I mean? You know, he's he's liking their pictures. You know, he's he not going to leave a comment. 
he might reply to the story with some hard eyes. You know, Russ, Russ being a little, you know, a little flirtatious thing right now. And I mean, and you know, Wiles still married to the Seahawks, you know, wife of long time. So it's like, you know, the marriage is getting rocky, right? The relationship, I'm not even, you know what? No, they're not married. I don't want to say that. They're not married. No, they're just boyfriend and girlfriend, right? They're just, you know, the, the Seattle and Russ, their boyfriend and girlfriend, right? Let's, let's take it like this. By the way, this hypothetical scenario is not brought to you by the views and uh, opinions of Eric Lyons. No, I'm not. I'm not. This is not me. I, me, Eric Lyons. I am in a happy, faithful relationship. I don't know. This is coming from uh, the host of Electrify. We're two different people. Two different people. Not me. This is not Eric Lyons per se. This is like. Electrified lines. This is who's talking now. But let's 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 get back to this. This is gonna be a good one. All right, all right, okay. So the Seahawks and Russell Wilson, they're in a relationship. They've been together for some time now. Boyfriend and girlfriend, you know, high school sweethearts, basically. You know, it was it's all good. It was all good about a week ago. Shout out to Bobby Schmurda. It was all good. And then you know, Seattle and Russ, they start getting into more arguments. You know, the honeymoon phase is gone, and now they're just arguing a lot, and, and Russell feels like he can't even be, you know, himself anymore. He can't be himself. He can't do the things that he used to do. He's not happy as he used to be. You know, they're not they're not winning like they used to. They're not making it that far in the playoffs like they used to. So he's not happy. So you know what Russ is doing? He's you know what he's thinking about stepping out. He's thinking about stepping out. Now he's trying to give the Seattle Seahawks the courtesy. It's like, listen, I'm not trying to cheat on you. I'm not, but I would like to leave. And if and if we break up, these are, you know, the the, the young ten, tenderonies that I would like to accommodate. These these three right here. You know, I want to I want to see Chicago. She's cute. I want to see Dallas. She looked good. Uh, where else did he want to go? It was one more team that he said looked a little uh, bodacious. Oh, I might go down to New Orleans. Might go see her. You know, that's that's what Russell's thinking right now. And, 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 you know, I'm sure that Seattle's heartbroken. I'm sure that Seattle's heartbroken. I am. I'm sure they are. But this is business at the end of the day, baby. It's just business. It always will be. So, you know, Russ is going to do his thing regardless. But <laughs> all seriousness, man, look, man, Russ said he's tired of taking punishment, apparently. You know, he's tired of the sacks and, and feeling like he's not protected. And even when you do have a DK Metcalf, a TK Lockett, I said TK Lockett, a Tyler Lockett, it's just like, all right, well, I got these weapons. How can I get the ball to them And and when I'm, when I'm you know, running for my life or can't even run for my life because Aaron Donald is right here in my face. Nick Bosa right here in my face. And now, of all people, J.J. Watt, Jesus who signed with the Cardinals? I I think that was going to be the nail on the coffin right there. That that might have done it for him. Imagine, you know, you you home playing with Baby Future and and watching Sierra dance in the yard, and and you check your phone and you see that JJ Watt just tweeted out a picture in an Arizona Cardinals baseball tee. What do you do right there? What do you do in that moment if you Russell Wilson? Man, I'm getting on the phone with my agent. Get me the hell out of this division. Please, for the love of all things that are holy.
Yeah, man. I'll be monitoring these situations for sure. Definitely monitoring these situations. But I mean, the quarterback, the quarterbacks' situations on you know we went to Houston, we went to Seattle. Now we gotta fly east. Now we gotta fly back. We gotta come, you know, to where I'm from. We gotta Baltimore. There's something going on in Baltimore. You know, the streets are talking. Lamar Jackson and the Ravens apparently aren't talking. Apparently, contract negotiations went sour. And this is a tricky one. This is a tricky one. Let's talk about it. So, Lamar, I think he has, what, two years left on his rookie deal? You know, obviously, he's severely underpaid for what he's done in the league. You know, league MVP and, you know, just... Shattering records, all that good stuff, and it's now it's at a point where it's like he's ready, you know, to get that extension, extend that bag. He wants that big money. He wants, you know, we talking the the the, the Mahomes bag, you know, in that ballpark. I'm assuming or something close to it. And when I look at the Mahomes bag, he didn't get, he didn't just get that bag. For the MVP, for the Super Bowl, and, you know, for being who he is. One of the reasons that he was able to get that bag is because of the Chiefs team that surrounds him. Not being, not saying that that's, I'm not saying that, alright, let me relax. I said that because I'm not saying that the Chiefs team, his supporting cast, is what makes him successful. No, what I'm saying is that... Everything's already in place for him. Everything's already in place. So he could get the bag. He could get the bag. And it was built in a way where they could keep what they have and, you know, possibly add on. When I look at the Ravens and I'm looking at their receiving core and and what they have around Lamar, it is not even close to what's going on in Kansas City. So with $18 million in the cap, I don't think now is the time to pay Lamar. And I I don't, I hate saying that because you're only going to find so many, but so many reasons to argue against him getting paid now. You know, it's going to be hard to make an argument against that when there's so many for it. He's winning you games. Obviously, he's your franchise quarterback. He's had success. He's got his playoff win. You know, he has great potential to be, you know, great in this league. And he's already shown you what he can do and that there's still room for more. So it's obvious, you know, he deserves the bag. He's severely underpaid compared to his counterparts. Yeah, I get that. But at the same time, it's like, okay, you get paid. Number one, your number one receiver is still Marquise Brown. You know, it's just like, do you really want to get paid right now with the team that you have? Or would you rather your, your, you know, your team spend some money to build around you first? Because you can get paid and be like Deshaun Watson. And, and you know, granted, they traded away his number one. But still, you can get paid and be in a situation like that where you're going four and twelve. Or you're just not having underwhelming uh, team success, underwhelming team success, but you're still being having some success in the league individually, and you're paid. 
I, I, I just don't see that. I don't see Lamar is the type of guy that would rather him be paid and whatever we don't win. You know, he he draft night he was telling the city of Baltimore he wanted to bring a Super Bowl to them, and in order to do that, bro, you're gonna have to get yourself some weapons. And for that to happen, they're gonna have to spend some money before they spend money on you. Now the problem here with Baltimore is well, one of their problems is money, obviously. Let's pull some of this, these numbers up. Uh, give me a moment here. I just had all this lined up not too long ago. I probably exit out. Ooh, excuse me on accident. Give me one moment, people. One moment. One moment. One moment. Uh, blah blah blah. Here we go. Here we go. So you know, eight million, eighteen million in the cap, right? Um, and then. They're free agents. They have a lot of free agents. They have a lot of free agents. And I don't know, man. It's just like it's a couple of guys on here that I'm I would be hard pressed to to bring back. Uh guys like Derek Wolf. Obviously, you know, one of the guys that had a big impact on that game in, uh against Tennessee. Um I'm looking at Matthew Judon, obviously. Um, Yannick and Dockway, guys on that defense that that have impact because you know the Ravens have always been defense, defense, defense. Obviously, they spent over what ninety million on their defense. Uh, I said Derek Wolf. There, there's their center who who's going to be looking for a big payday, whether it's going to be in Baltimore or somewhere else. Um, you know, I'm looking at you know a guard and DJ Fluker. Um, who else on here, man? Oh, Gus Edwards, man, running back, one of their best running backs. Uh, he's a restricted free agent, but it's just like, man, they got guys to bring back. Will they bring back Willie Sneed, who's an uh, unrestricted free agent? It, there's money that needs to be spent in-house, and then there's money that could possibly be spent outside of that in free agency when it comes down to you know uh, receivers and maybe tight ends. Then you look and see they have $68 million tied up in five players. Bro, they gave Marcus Peters $42 million. I did not know they did that. Uh, a lot of that was guaranteed. So it's money. There's money tied up in places where it's going to be hard to move it around in a sense, you know, unless guys are willing to restructure. But it's a lot of money tied up in their defense. And I don't think they have enough money spent on their offense, whether it's, you know, the, clearly the O-line was a problem towards the end of the year, especially going, to, you know, into the playoffs. So they, they, they want to keep that together, but you want to be able to keep Gus Edwards because he's a big part of that running game. And you're going to have to be able to run the ball if you can throw it. Um, so if I'm Baltimore, if I'm in that front office, I think my main priority is trying to get Lamar some help. And you know that contract extension is going to be have to you know, we're going to we're going to, have to put a pin in that we're going to have to put a pin in that man we're going to have to put a pin in it we're going to have to come back to that maybe a year from now maybe a year from now maybe wait until your last year because right now it's not the time right now is the time to build we got to build for him we got this guy here you know we think about it this way think about it like this. How can I put this? All right. 
How about this? How about this? You buy a house. Say it's a it's a fixer upper. You buy a house. Maybe maybe the lights. Um, maybe you know they need electrical work in the house. You know that's gonna cost money. Maybe maybe you know this is drywall. Maybe you gotta fix the drywall. Uh, maybe you gotta put a new carpet down. Uh, maybe you gotta uh, put a new banister up. Maybe you gotta um, fix the fix some plumbing. There's issues there that need to be solved. Is buying a brand new 85 inch TV for your living room top priority? No, it's not. When there's so many other things going on in your house, your mattress is on the floor. Your mattress is on the floor. You want an 85 inch TV and your mattress is on the floor? No, you don't. So that's how I look at Lamar Jackson's contract negotiations. I'm looking at it as you got a house that has more problems, you know, bigger issues right now. You don't want to put that contract as your number one priority when you need help. You cannot win ball games and, and go far with Marquise Brown as your number one. And if you lose Gus Edwards, you know, so you want to get you want the Ravens to continue to build around you before you get the bag. Lamar is all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. That's it. That's it. That's it. I think and I think he understands. I hope that he understands that I would assume so. He's not, he, he's not a dumb guy. Um, you know, I'm sure, you know, guys are talking to him like, yo, get the bag. You know, his age is in his ear. People are in his ear. But at the end of the, at the, end of the day, Lamar wants to win. And uh, he wants to win with the Ravens. And I think that right now it's just not the time. It's not the time. Not right now. Not right now. Like I said, man, in a year. In a year, let the, let this deal get to your last year of your rookie deal. Play the season out. And then get that bag, man. Then get the bag. Because I, I really want Lamar to get some more weapons. I think that's that's all he needs, man. That's all he needs. You, you get him something. Get him another receiver. Maybe two. Put, put Marquise in the slot. Yeah. Now we talking. Now we in business. Now we in business, man. Now we in business. Speaking of business, somehow, <laughs> what's that man's name? Zlatan? Zlatan? I don't know. Why is he back in, 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 in our business again, bro? I thought I thought I addressed this already. This idiot doubled down. He doubled down. So let's 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 give <sighs> should I? Yeah, I'll give it I'll give it to him. I'll give him I'll give him some more of it. Let's go. Let's talk about it. Matter of fact, no, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. Because Monday ended off on a sour note. And I'm not doing that. It's Friday. It's Friday. I'm not doing that. Nah. Nah. Nope. I'm not even going to waste my time or energy. I'm not going to do it. I'm, I'm I'm in a great mood. It's Friday. I'm not going to kill a vibe. Nope. Not going to do it. He don't deserve my energy. Gave him enough already. Um, Let's see. Where we at? Where we at? Ooh, my goodness. Where we at, man? What? 10 and, what 30 and some change? A little bit over that. What's that like? What thirty-five? Maybe I don't know. I can't tell where we are. Um. Uh. Yeah, man. You have wait before I because I'm not. I'm not trying to rap right now. 
not trying to wrap up right now, but UFC 259 tomorrow night. Amanda Nunes is on the card. Israel Adesan. Hold on, let me look up their card real quick because that 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 card is going to be off the chain. I'm very excited about that. Uh, let's see. We got Peter Yan versus uh, Alhamain. Aljamain Sterling. Then we got Manda Nunez versus Megan Anderson. Uh, that's a women's featherweight title. Uh, and then we got the uh, light heavyweight title belt between Israel Adesanya and John Blaschowitz. Yeah, man. Oh, and it's a couple. It's a couple uh, other fights on the main card that agree, that aren't title fights, but those are the three title fights on the card. I'm excited about them. I'll definitely be in the building for that one. Well, not in the building, but I'll be watching the fights. You know, I will be. Um, so I'm excited about that. Man, speaking of fights, hold on. I, th- I know what I'm going to close the show with today. Did anybody? I know. I know y'all saw it. Did y'all see Randy Orton versus Soldier Boy on Twitter? Please tell me the tweets are still there. If not, I'll find them. But we, we got to go. We got to go see it, man. We got to go see it. We got to go. We have to go see it. Because, uh, yeah, man, it was something. So, here's here's where this all started. So, Soldier Boy tweeted, rap game faker than WWE. So, he tweeted this. And, uh, and then, you know, a lot of wrestling fans and, you know, wrestlers started to chime in. Here's, here's my problem. Because that, that gets said a lot. That gets said a lot. You know, something that's bigger than WWE rap game, especially in a rap game, they say it's just, you know, WWE wrestling. I've, I've heard that line many times. Here's the problem with that. Yes, yes, yes. You do not have to tell me that WWE is fake in the in the in the respect that it is a scripted show. It's all it's it's entertainment. I get that, but please do not. When you say that, don't forget sports. Sports entertainment. Yes, yes, it's scripted. Yes, are there fake punches? Absolutely, but the you know there there is athleticism involved in professional wrestling. There is skill involved in professional wrestling. I guarantee, man, you, these guys are on the road night in. Well, right now everything is is different because of COVID. But these guys normally are doing shows night in, night in, putting their bodies on the line just to entertain people like us. Not seeing their families, missing birthdays, holidays, and, and stuff like that, man. And they take a lot of pride in what they do, and as they should. That's not an easy profession. It's real. It's real on your body. It's real in the sense that, yeah, I'm going to take a bump. I'm going to fall from a 20-foot ladder. It's going to hurt. I'm going to I'm going to get slammed off the top rope. It's going to hurt. I'm going to take a, a chair shot. It's going to hurt. It's real in that sense, and it's real in the sense of the characters that they build and the connections that they have to fans like me. I've been watching WWE since before I could talk. I've been watching wrestling since before I could talk and walk. I've been to multiple WWE events. I've been on WWE TV before because the camera spotted me in the crowd when Becky Lynch was talking and SmackDown 2019 go home show before wrestlemania go look it up but it's real to me damn it all right if you know you know but um so yeah i i can see why a lot of people took that to offense and i get it man so i 
when guys hit me with that fake, oh, WWE is fake, but don't you watch anime? Ladies, don't y'all watch Love and Hip Hop? Don't you watch movies, fellas? Everybody, don't y'all watch movies? Don't y'all watch TV? That's not real either. We watching WandaVision, dog. WandaVision, that's not real. The MCU is not real, and we love the MCU. So please, when you talk about WWE and professional wrestling, please talk about it with some respect. But let's get into the the, the beef. So Soldier Boy said that, and then here come Randy. Randy say, uh, what did Randy say? Did he delete the original tweets? Oh, here we go, here we go, here we go. Because uh, T-Bar says something fake. Dad is prick to step up. He don't like movies. Consider us actors that do stunts without pads 200 days a year and don't bitch when we get surgically repaired and come right back. Consider us 100 times tougher than anyone come across. Ain't nothing but a bitch ass dot dot dot. Now, I don't know where Randy was trying to take us with that. Last little comment. I'm going to leave that to our imagination. <laughs> Excuse my language, by the way. I did not mean to read these like that. I'm not going to get into the, the bad, bad language, of course. Um, P.S. He added Bad Bunny, who was doing a hell of a job right now. And, and he he loves it, man. And I love watching him have fun with the 24-7 title. Would beat the F out of you. Why? How? Because he's seeing our world, respects it, and knows what it takes and finds himself lucky to be a part of it. You want to talk fake? Pawn that cheap ass chain and come work for <laughs> you want to hit one ass oh my god randy i mean soldier boy said do you know who the f i am i'll bring the real to wrestling don't play with me randy orton hey yo stop it please stop stop it man what is wrong with us man what is wrong with life what is wrong with life man i don't know so then so uh crank that came out in 07 you had a hell of a year serious money hats off to you my dude here's the thing though i like rap i bump that all day whether it's tunchy meek jay-z but you call what i do to survive fake f that come to my world and say that dare ya uh soldier said if you mad because i spit facts just say that what you do is fake and i stand on that what i do is real come to your world lol so welcome to soldier world you spitting facts seem like all you do is nothing the same mess uh all you wait hold up seems like all you spitting is the same mess you rap about nut clear your throat my dog and be there enough talk back it up yo and then, of course, the memes, man. The memes was ridiculous. But, yeah, man, I mean, I get it, though. You not, you don't want somebody to disrespect your profession and vice versa. You know what I mean? So, I get that. I get it. I do. And I enjoyed the, the memes. And I just enjoyed Randy Orton going off like that. Definitely. So, yeah, that's, that's where I was at with it, man. I wanted to end on a funny, positive note. And I enjoyed that. But, uh, man, yeah, that's all I got for you this week, man. Episode 132 is in the books. I'm back again, episode 133 on Monday. And I promise, man, I'm back on YouTube soon. Just, you know, gathering some, you know, game plans for that visually and get you guys ready for that and I'm, I'm still trying to get to 100 subscribers man we 13 away make sure you go subscribe to my youtube channel um thank you guys for listening man shout out to stadium scene tv 
um all my listeners subscribers man make sure you like share retweet all that good stuff repost man thank you guys for listening for the 132nd time i'm eric lyons you have just been electrified